0: You okay?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. Just never had a real Thanksgiving at the Tate's before.
0: <laughs> you didn't have a real one over here either, I guess.
1: <laughs> you have a real nice family. Thank you. I got this for you. For having me over today.
0: Oh, you got a gift for me? Is it money? No. <laughs> oh, it's a poem. Mm-hmm. I can't see it without my glasses. Why don't you read it to me?
1: I'd rather you read it, please.
0: Who will cry for the little boy, lost and all alone? Who will cry for the little boy, abandoned without his own? Who will cry for the little boy? He He cried cried himself himself to sleep. sleep. Who Who will will cry cry for for the the little boy? boy? Who Who never never had had for for keeps.
1: keeps. Who will cry for the little boy who walked the burning sand? Who will cry for the little boy, the boy inside the man? Who will cry for the little boy who knew well hurt and pain? Who will cry for the little boy who died and died again? Who will cry for the little boy? A good man he tried to be. Who will cry for the little boy who cries inside of me?
0: Who will cry for the little boy, Antoine?
1: I will. I always do.
0: Mm. That was cute. I like that. Deep. Deep and wide, huh? What'd you say? <laughs> is you
1: that know, what you said? I
0: don't know what you're twisting, but "Deep and Wide" is a Christian song. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. No,
1: that is so loaded. <laughs> Even up to that last Listen, few words. Shout out to those who are raised in the church who know
0: what song I'm singing. <laughs> it's
1: funny he pulled that out. Don't let the word such a convenient. Moment.
0: <laughs> don't let the world ruin a good song. Amen.
1: Well, <clears throat> some of you uh, may have recognized that skit was from Antoine Fisher, which came out in 2002, yes. um, directed and starring Denzel Washington, yes. and um, yeah, that was, that was a really deep scene. Denzel played um, Antoine's psychiatrist. Um, Antoine uh, grew up and kind of had a story like, um, what was the little boy's name in Moonlight?
0: Oh, um... Young Sharon?
1: Young Sharon or Precious, right? Very oh, okay. Right. I was just like, Precious was not You know I'm tired. I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Thank you for joining me for another week. It's good to see you. I, I know this was a week like I'm a for you. No, I'm just saying. I know that this <laughs> was a week for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot. So... We'll definitely get into all of that in the check-in, but welcome, everyone, to another week of the Hung Up Podcast.
0: Yes, where you may not cry for the little boy.
1: But we'll never hang up on you. Yes. We'll <laughs>
0: cry for you in your stead. And with you. Well, they ain't crying, because they ain't crying for the little boy.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you <laughs> When you say we'll, we'll cry We'll cry with you With you uh,
0: We're going to be the only ones crying They're going to be looking at us like this Right
1: like That's going to be me I'm going to be the one crying They'll be like really you more upset than me What's up everybody I'm Eric You can find me on Instagram And on Facebook At E. Cole
0: Yes And High Precious Chicken. And Twitter
1: I'm sorry I didn't mean to Oh say I'm
0: sorry Oh my gosh I <laughs> Did I just <laughs>
1: No, I messed up and then interrupted your intro. My bad. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) But at E. Dante Cole on Instagram and Twitter, everybody.
0: Okay. And hello, precious chickens. You heard me calling you precious chickens before. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N.
1: Absolutely. And you can find both
0: of of us. (laughs) Both of us.
1: Both of us. (laughs) (laughs) On Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook At Hung Up Pod H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D
0: Yes, shout out to you for spelling it First time, first yeah, time yeah. It's not my first time Is it? No Well, it's your first time in a long time How about that? That
1: I'll agree with Okay And I got it right <laughs> on, the, on the first <laughs> and try And I got it right
0: <laughs> Come on, spelling bee champ You better right. <laughs> What was it, kill in the bee? Right, oh. But the gag is I love Little (laughs) Akira Email us to y'all At hunguppod at gmail.com
1: And don't forget to rate us Well y'all not Y'all actually been rating us so thank you You can rate us on iTunes You can rate us on Facebook And you can leave comments and likes
0: on SoundCloud I will say the For the Dick Challenge definitely boosted our likes and our (laughs) rates. So, you know, a single dropping soon. We might just drop it. You know, it might be on the SoundCloud as a listen. Listen,
1: just shout out to P. Ryan for that because he wrote that entire rap. And
0: how am I going to be a ghostwriter if you don't just expose me as a ghost? No,
1: I have to give you props because that was kind of... I, at first, I had some pushback. I didn't really want to do it. But Eric's then I was like, just, Eric
0: is like my daddy, y'all. He's just like, We're not going to do that. He did i was just too like, much.
1: Nah, <laughs> I'm not trying to do no for the dick challenge ball. Like, <laughs> Eric
0: was like, Cut that out. I was like, Let's do a video. He's like, no. <laughs> no. We're not doing no video.
1: <laughs> right. You did. You
0: did. The oh song and the video are out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. And the lyrics, too. <laughs> P. Ryan, what are you doing? Well, Eric, I'm just working on some stuff. <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> Shout out to that skit. I love that episode, y'all, when we did Rita and her mama. Uh, but um, I
0: tapped into my ratchet side. You did? <laughs> for the challenge.
1: <laughs> Instead of for the choir. But I'm glad that I turned that thing around. I was like, you know what? No, I'm gonna, this is fun. I'm not going to think too much about this and just go with it. Have a good time. I'm glad that I, d- I did it. Um so shout out to us, but I definitely wanted to shout you out for that.
0: Thanks, Bill. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So P. Ryan. What? How have you been? How's your week been?
0: Do you see the bags under my ass?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're still at the door, bitch. They ain't yeah. even come in.
0: Honestly, full disclosure, I was knocked out on your couch just like five minutes ago. So
1: <laughs> Well, it does very well with sleep. Listen, it's a big thing. I have couch. a very comfortable.
0: The couch. rest ministry is strong on that couch, okay? <laughs> um, but no, um I've really just been working. Uh, I finally finished all of my deadlines, but you know, as one bunch of deadlines ends, another pops up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've been doing lit. Um, I took this weekend, and I told myself, even though you have a lot to do. You can balance it by just staying inside and keeping to yourself. And that is truly what I did. Like, in between doing work, I, I know that wrapped up. It all a, too well. It was a little chilly this weekend. So I had my windows wide open because I love the cold. <coughs> and then I wrapped up, watched some Iyama, drank some wine. Like, just, you know, had a good time by myself. My some. yeah. Now, sometimes being by yourself can get a little crazy because <laughs> your thoughts start to wander. And, like, I don't know, like, some... some I had to address some, some things with myself. Uh, let's just say that. But it was a beautiful time. It was a time for healing, some emotional excavation. Um, it was great. And I jumped into this week feeling like I could tackle it, tired or tired not. I feel great.
1: That is kind of is interesting because this week I um, tuned in to Oprah's uh, Soul Sessions podcast? Yes,
0: you put me on that from your screenshot, and I've been listening, too. Isn't it so good? I stand for Oprah, actually. So she good. was going to be my hung up, but now I have to think of one on the spot, because we're talking about her now. She... Thanks,
1: Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, your, your whole idea of um, your thoughts wandering, it's, it, it's just kind of crazy, because this week I turned into... Uh, I tuned into, my bad, this episode. It looks like it aired October 4th on Super Soul Conversations mm-hmm. um, podcast with Michael Singer. Yes. Uh, free yourself from negative thoughts. And, and, and one of the things that really stood out to me from that podcast was we are not our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, we are simply observing our, our thoughts. thoughts.
0: Yeah. I listened to that this morning.
1: Yeah, so that was a yeah. Interesting. And it really
0: like forces you to kind of detach, right? So like he was talking about how we have these thoughts and that's what controls like our day, our, our days, our months, our weeks, our our lives in essence. And like no, they don't have to. Right. Like if we and he's like, we have two options, right? We can push the negative thoughts away mm-hmm. in which we're like not actively dealing with our problems or we can allow them to come in, mm-hmm. which I thought would be negative. But the way he posed it, he's just like, allow them to come in, deal with them and then let them go Right. because they really don't impact you. Right. One thing I thought was also interesting, he had said, fear is real.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm.
0: we've had conversations before where we're just like, you know, fear isn't real. Dah, 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 dah. But he's just like, no, fear is a real thing. But just like your thoughts, you can either deal with that fear mm-hmm. or you can just allow it to build up until one day it just breaks the fuck out of you. Mm.
1: So Dealing with your shit. Yeah, and I which... dealt with
0: mine this weekend <laughs> under my covers with Rhonda, a.k.a. Iyama with a swoop <laughs> and bag.
1: Yeah, all of this is going to come full circle because it's um, leading Doesn't to what always... our topic is going to be about, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool. But, um... This week, for me, I don't... Where do we go? Where the did the week go?
0: Where you the tell me did so I can find
1: go? it and cuss
0: it out. <laughs> you tell me. Listen, it was just Monday.
1: It was just Monday. I didn't do nothing this week except handle a few meetings at work, um, set a few of my clients straight because that's what I have to do. Yeah. At least once a week, somebody misreads me and they jump. And I, I just have to bring them back down in the... Way that I have of, of doing it Okay, misread um, and get read Which is okay. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome Because I, I can be professional, art, articulate I can get you I can get you together um, With a little street um, You know, feel to it okay. You know, you, 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 you'll, you'll, you'll get the sense that Yeah, he have a degree, but He also, he, he been around You know, He knows what's up so.
0: A lot of people are hood with a degree yeah. Don't let the degree fool you, because that's <laughs> how you get fooled. When you are the clown, or oh wait, how does it go? <laughs> clownery. See, <laughs> what, <laughs> what did she say? See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Shout Monique. out
1: to Monique. <laughs> trying to give us some, um, what
0: was that, charm school? Charm school. Remember charm school?
1: And she making up words. <laughs> clownery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are we sure that's not, that's not a word, is it? It, let me look
0: it up in Webster's please, Dictionary.
1: Please search it. And while you search it, I'll, I'll finish my check-in. Um, this week, I definitely, re- you know, just, I, I said this before, You, got, as you all know, that work with people, people are just annoying and very difficult to deal. You, you're constantly dealing with their stuff that has nothing to do with your job. But you end up dealing with people because people lead a lot emotionally, emotionally, um, Shout out to Hashtags our last episode. Last episode. <laughs> but um, I'm over y'all. Fuck y'all. Uh, this weekend, I'm checking out the Soul Farm, which is here in Philly. Um, <laughs> I'm over y'all. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to the Soul Farm. It's the first time I'm hearing about it, but it looks like it's going to be a decent time. Raheem Divine is supposed to come through and perform. Um, from what I know, it's going to be like an outside artist flea market with Bruh. like crafts and food and didn't you invite me to that yeah i, oh I have God. a ticket for you i have a ticket for you actually so <laughs> Thank you, yeah if you're not like tied what's down <laughs> in the books <laughs> well i'm not in the books but um we'll talk i definitely about. would like you to come with me yeah we'll talk, what's up what's the date you call
0: my machine i'll call yours i will because <laughs> it's just so much going on tomorrow it's oh a busy day <laughs> also, if you're in the Philadelphia area and you want to see us this weekend, come to the Philly AIDS Walk on Sunday, October 15th. Well, shit, y'all probably be listening to this by then. Yeah, damn.
1: If we post it on time, right? Because <laughs> we should Sunday post it Saturday. Sunday is the walk. Yeah,
0: Sunday's the walk. We're going to post this Saturday. To Hopefully. make up for last week. What <laughs> yeah, happened We're we, we going to post
1: a day early. When did we post it? We post on Monday, didn't we?
0: Well, they got it.
1: <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> well, no. I'm but just saying. We
0: posted Monday? The, uh, Even if we didn't have the listeners listen to it on Monday and Tuesday anyway, then we probably it. should change the name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, come out to the Philadelphia Walker AIDS Walk Run. It's for a good cause. Sunday morning. So many people in the Philadelphia area. um, I'm not gonna say suffer from um, HIV and AIDS, but are living with and are thriving with HIV and AIDS. And what better way to support? Yeah, are impacted. Yeah, Mm -hmm. by the infection. And what better way to support them? Than by coming, what better way is there to support them than by coming out and walking slash running slash giving your coins to a good cause. So I will be there. Eric will be there. Absolutely. If the Lord wakes him up. And I'll be there. You going to be there? Oh, yes. I'll be there. we going to wear our red. I
1: didn't go last year, but I went like the year before and then the year before that. So.
0: I would love to share my story about when I went last year, but you know, something's got to be kept private. So, hey,
1: <laughs> come on out. We'll talk. We'll call talk. my machine. I'll call yours. Yeah. <laughs> So,
0: uh, yeah, you
1: ready to jump in yeah? we we'll be talking this about. week's topic. Um, the Title: of This week's topic is "Boys Don't Cry." Um, Big boys
0: don't <laughs> cry. Big boys. Eric.
1: Not to be confused with the movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Slide out, slide out.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna jump in with the song because you know we try to train your voice. Whatever, My bad. But it's why.
1: And low key, I don't even know. But no, fuck that high key. I don't know what you, what, what song you. I was, was
0: singing the Beach Boys. It's more of a vanilla song. Oh, um, um, yeah, not even Nilla. relevant. It's not even on brand. So fuck Nilla. me for singing that. Okay. Are those cookies? I eat those vanilla wafers. It was a vanilla wafers song. <laughs> they kind of good though, especially when they warm.
1: <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. Um not to be confused with um, Boys Don't Cry movie with Hilary Swank, I believe it was. See, we Um,
0: off-brand, because that's a white movie, too.
1: Which was amazing. movie. amazing story of a a male transgender um, individual uh, fighting their battles and kind of, you know, just the story, which was just so sad. And uh, that movie, wow, was just deep. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. I think Hilary won all type of Awards and all types of stuff for it. So shout out to her. But this week, Boys Don't Cry is really related to. Um, I was saying earlier, we were kind of hinting around what the topic was about. You heard P. Ryan say that he um, spent his weekend on the shut-in list, not the second shut-in, but the shut-in I'm list.
0: I'm
1: a little stuffy. Or right, oh, so okay, so. I
0: could, I, I <laughs> okay.
1: sick. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and um, promote you yes. to the sick and shut-in list, yeah. and you'll let me know when, when you're ready to come off. Okay. Um, until then, the prayers will go up.
0: Yeah. And the what will come down? The Bless blessings. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Eric, yeah. don't get me started, because I also read my word on my little sabbatical, okay? My weekend sabbatical.
1: You did what?
0: I read my word.
1: Oh, okay. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. I communed. <laughs> um... And you said you caught up on Auntie Ayanla. Yes. And, um, Lady you Von Zant. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we text that day. And you mentioned, um, you were like, I'm, I'm watching Ayanla and this shit is crazy. This particular episode was male survivors of childhood rape.
0: Did we um, text Eric or did I just whatever. ramble and you wake up to like 10,000 texts? Is that how it went? I think so. You were just like, I'm going to bed now. Good night. I, oh, yeah. I think I did up asleep because I
1: went to bed early. That yeah, was, you it was, was like tired. early, too. Yeah, I was. I was it was a wrap. Sorry, go ahead. No, nah, you're good. Um, you were telling me just how emotional that episode was, and I told mm-hmm. you that I watched it too, and I felt the same. You know, something, it's, it's just something about seeing black men be emotionally and spiritually present. We don't really see that a lot. Um, you know, even though, you know, this came from. Not a good place, but I'm just saying in general, um, the episode. Uh, it was just nice to see some healing go on for Black men, just in general, outside of what the the issue was. But this was a uh, part one of a two part series, and I believe that part two where part two will uh, air tomorrow, mm-hmm. the 14th. So it'll be available to watch by the time you all hear this episode. I'm sure. Um, I know we sort of touched on this subject a little bit several episodes back and I gave some hard real statistics about the number of men who have been victims of sexual violence, uh, which was like um, 1 in 33 males have experienced sexual violence, 1 in 10 of all rape victims are male. And, you know, the statistics also show and prove that transgender and nonconforming members of our community are, you know, at an even greater risk of sexual violence. Mm-hmm so you know the purpose of this conversation is not to only bring more awareness to the situation because you know we can't heal what we don't discuss but also to provide uh, some resources for those listening just in case you or someone you know is or you know has been impacted by this So, you know, remember, one out of every 33. So it's it's very likely we know someone who has experienced it Mm -hmm. or maybe experienced it now um, if it's not a personal experience. I know I definitely do.
0: That's like reported cases too, right? So when you think of statistics, (laughs) to get statistics, there has to be a report. But how many of us know that a lot of times, especially when we go through sexual violence of any sort, we don't talk about it or we'll talk about it but we don't want anybody else to tell or you know you know what i mean so yeah they say one in 33 but i put money down and say that i'm sure it's much higher
1: absolutely and that just proves it what you said is just the fact that we just know what's reported we don't know everything that's not reported Mm -hmm. um you know things like uh, human trafficking it's hard to track information that's not being reported. You have people that have to kind of dig and do a lot of groundwork mm-hmm. to try to figure out what's going on. But keep in mind that sexual violence includes, you know, pimping people out and like I said human trafficking. You know, our men and women serving the country in the military are impacted by sexual violence, men and women in the US prison system, immigrants, of course, you know, and women are at a higher risk than any of these populations. Recently, we saw Terry Crews come out
0: mm.
1: with, um, a really interesting, um,
0: testimony. testimony. In a, in a, well, maybe well, not, not even testimony, but, but like, uh, an experience, right? So mm. he said that he and his wife were at an industry party and a high up exec, um, basically grabbed his genitalia. Yeah. Um, and he was just taken aback and.
1: Like, wanted to throw hands yeah. on this man. But then he
0: realized he could not. Why? Because this, he said he knew the story would be spun and he would be positioned as like an angry, um, maybe even homophobic black man, yeah. right? Um, because this person had so much power. And. I really do commend him for sharing that story. And I'm so grateful that he as like this, you know, he's kind of presented in a way, you know what I mean? As kind of like this alpha male to share this story and to be so vulnerable. I think it helps a lot of us and it re- really resonated with me um, yeah. because it just reminded me of like, you know, some personal experiences as well as like experiences that my friends have had. So um, yeah. yeah, a yeah. voice for one. Sometimes it really can be a voice for... A lot okay. of people. Yeah.
1: And his thread, um, his tweet thread, was so sincere. And you could tell that it was coming from a genuine place. But I felt like you could tell that it was also coming from a place that he had found some way to tuck away and cope mm-hmm. with over the the years until he finally found his voice to speak. Yeah. Similarly to how we see these five young men in this episode that we're going to talk about. Right? And
0: maybe he was just like praying for a chance to just. You know have an opportunity like maybe if someone gave him a chance to say what he wanted to say that's when he would take it and I feel like because mm. so many people came out and was just like you know I've been you know, violated by this other exec. I've been violated for that. He saw this as his chance. He saw this as a door, as his door. Yes. So
1: absolutely, again, speak on it, bro. um Angelina yeah, bro. Jo- <laughs> Angelina Jolie came forward. James um, Vanderbeek, um, we know him from Dawson's Creek from back in the day, came forward. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Rose McGowan, I believe is how you pronounce her last mm-hmm. name. We know her from the 99, 1999 cult classic *Jawbreaker* movie. Um, they all came out speaking against Harvey Weinstein. Um, it's just like a huge TV and movie producer. Um, so yeah, I I think that recent. I think James actually stepped forward recently, like yesterday, to stand in solidarity, solidarity and stand in unity with all these women and Terry as well, um, they both expressed how this type of thing regularly occurs in Hollywood. Yeah. Even though I thought that was interesting, but that's also not the first time that we've heard that, right? Like uh-huh. we hear about these type of crazy things going on in uh-huh. Hollywood and these and parties and like yeah. drugs and.
0: And why I appreciated Terry's um, story so much is because he emphasized a major part of it, right? He emphasized the fact of why he was silent. Not It's not just oh, people may not believe me, but there is a power dynamic. He really said, he came out and said, if I spoke out about this and went to all the press knowing this guy's power, I would not... I felt like I would not be able to work again. Right? right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're stuck in those predicaments. A lot of times, more times than not. Right? It's where we are in a situation, we know we, we're uncomfortable, we know we just need that moment of escape so we can just run out, or we, we know the reaction that we want to have, and we know we want to tell people, and you know, we want to share this trauma so that it can be stopped for the next person down the line. Right. But because of a power dynamic that's there, right? Because yeah. we don't want you know this person's wrath or resources to come up against us. We silence ourselves just so fucked
1: up because I guess, I guess. not only is your body being violated mm-hmm. you are forced to shut up
0: yeah and not just you know body I mean? your body your trust yeah. your yeah. in a way being Yeah, nobody you know what I mean if there's no consent there are multiple levels of the violation there
1: which is crazy I, I remember reading like a month ago I believe it was either North Carolina or South Carolina, where they were debating in court whether or not if someone is having sex after sex has started, if you can stop it, if that would be considered rape or not. Mm -hmm. It's like we are dealing with that in 2017.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I think it's because people have a lot of base views as to base views regarding boundaries. You know, niggas don't have no Clearly, boundaries. And when yes, I say niggas, I don't yes. mean like men or black no, right, men. I mean people right. in general. They people don't give do a fuck n- about boundaries. They don't boundaries. care about boundaries at all.
1: And will not respect your body, The bottom obviously. line is, yeah,
0: if you are having sex with someone and one of the two partners or three partners or whatever, if somebody says stop, then that's dead. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It isn't... It becomes rape if you continue to keep going. Right. You know what I mean? And right. that stop doesn't have to be, stop, no, I'm serious, no, I'm serious. It's a stop once.
1: Right.
0: No matter how, like, you perceive the sexual attraction, even going before sex, right? No matter how much you feel the vibe, no matter what it is that you may feel, if there is not a clear and concise yes...
1: It's fucked up. It's a no. And you know that had to have been the case with, you know, a lot of victims. Yeah. Um, it, it is the case with a lot of victims, including, you know, these people that have come forward against Harvey Weinstein. Um, you, you, I'm sure at some point they said no or their body shunned
0: mm-hmm. or they
1: felt uncomfortable or they cried yeah. or they asked him to stop or they said, get away from me with this or whatever the case is. I'm sure at some point they expressed that. So, however you say no, I feel like it's just, like, not cool for you to continue to sexually advance someone someone or pursue someone if they're not here with it. Yeah. Or they feel like, I don't want you on my body right now. Or if they're crying or, you know what I'm saying? Well, let me
0: even throw you a curveball, though, right? Because you mentioned that part two of Viana's coming out. And she brings up something that literally, I think by the end of it, I was just shook. Mm -hmm. Because this can happen to a lot of people, and sometimes it does. In the moment that you are being violated, right? No Mm. matter what stage of the violation it may be. Iyama had asked something along the lines of, in this next episode, how many of us are mad at ourselves because we felt pleasure Mm. in the violation?
1: It's possible, right? Absolutely. More than. Yeah.
0: You know, a part of you know, knows that you don't want to engage with an individual, but at the Another same time... Another part
1: t- of you can consent to yeah. what's going on. Okay.
0: I mean, I don't know if, yeah. you know if I want to share this story. Hmm. About a year ago, I will say, though, I was in a situation where a power dynamic was present. And I never want to... I'm not going to position myself at all as a victim because my story is definitely not the story of people who truly have been violated and truly have been traumatized and truly, you know, have been sexually assaulted. Um, I will say, though, that there was the potential for that to occur. I was able to remove myself from that situation, but at the same time, there was, like, a moment of confusion because while I realized I was placed in a predicament that I was not expecting... And I realized that there was a power dynamic there. And there was a choice that I had to make. I'm not going to lie and say that I wasn't aroused in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? I hear you. And that's something to process. Absolutely. Because I think that's a burden that a lot of the men that we're, I guess, going to touch on eventually. That's something that they carried.
1: Because if, there's, if I had any feel of pleasure in it, mm-hmm. then I must have yeah. been I- okay. Ianla with-
0: who... Hmm. Said, you know, disclosed that she was a victim of right. assault. She, she said, I felt the same way. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like healing really is acknowledging those parts of yourself. All of them. All of them.
1: Even the ones we may not want to. Mm-hmm. Thank you for um, throwing that in there, that, wow. Well, Weinstein has since been fired from the company he co founded, uh, which was Miramax. Mm-hmm um and you know what what will that do i don't think anything um he's still rich and still privileged rich but white, we'll see if disgusting. he's disgusting
0: he looks like he has boils
1: he's horrible he looks looking
0: gross
1: um we'll, we'll, i guess we'll see as the you know next few, next few days go on and the next few weeks we'll see how the story develops so um stay tuned in for that um but yeah, I think it, it is difficult for people to come forward because there is a lot of stigma and shame attached to sexual violence. I think this is something that men and women both can relate to, I, I think. Um, I, going back to what you said earlier, I think there is power, though, in using your voice and telling your story. I think mm-hmm. it, it does inspire other people to stand up and, and speak their truth, too. Um, it starts with one, but it can certainly lead Many, many others. Yeah, yeah. You know, to let them know that it's okay. You can, you can speak on it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you can be released from it. Auntie um, Ayala referenced like being weighted down and changed. She gave them bricks at one point. I was triggered by that. <laughs> she gave them bricks at one point and taped it to their hand um, to, to symbolize the weight that they have been carrying their whole life. And they had adapted to only one hand mm-hmm. their whole life. Um, like I was saying with our brother Terry Cruz, you could tell in his tweets how sincere he was, but you can also see that he was Carrying finally that. just mm-hmm. happy to release it because yeah. we figure out ways to tuck it away and, 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 and go on in life with one hand and the brick weighing down, weighing down the other. And
0: end. releasing yourself is such a process, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: And so that's why I can understand. That's not linear. Yeah.
1: Like, it can go up or down. Mm -hmm. You can take two steps forward and then fall back one.
0: And you have to get up and go again. And a lot of times it's easier to carry that weight. You know what I mean? Like, using the Iyanla metaphor. Having a brick in one hand, having no brick in another. Like, sometimes it's easier to really adapt to life with that. Because there's some deep things that you don't have to deal with if you just keep that weight there. But if you choose to take a risk and free yourself of that, just know you gon' there's gonna be some pressures.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it, it it's easier to be used to the pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's it's not until you really free yourself that you realize what freedom really is. Mm. And that you've been kind of like locked in this dark place for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So let's actually get to the show. <laughs> yeah. There were five guys, um, young men and grown ass men, who, who showed up to participate in this two-part series with Auntie Ayala. Um, DeAndre uh, was one of, the, uh, one of the participants. He um, was six years old. He said he was raped. Uh, or molested uh, by his brother. Mm. He said he told his mom about it, but she attacked him instead. Mm. And he actually ended up comparing himself to Precious. Because remember, Mary did that. Mm -hmm. Instead Mm -hmm. of dealing with it, she attacked her. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Instead of dealing with the violator, the attacker.
0: And it kind of just goes to show you that we can never assume... that telling is the best thing. Mm. Does, that, does, does that make sense? It absolutely
1: like, does. When you see DeAndre's story yeah, and you look at not everybody, story. I
0: think sometimes we come from such a place of privilege where it's just like we, ha- we know that we can identify at least one to three systems of support in our lives. Some people don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you seek a, Some people, they seek a system of support and they get the opposite of what they need. They get this, lash, this lashing out from their parents. They get this. He even said that his mom would threaten his brother violating him to make him behave better at times. Mm. That shit was crazy to me. It threw me for a loop. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It
1: didn't, uh, wasn't he the one whose brother ended up dying? I think.
0: Oh, I don't remember.
1: And the mom was just like, um, when the brother died, his sister told his mom, you know like look this is what happened to mm-hmm. DeAndre and she was just like well he's dead now.
0: Oh yes yes yes. So get over it. So just get over it. Yeah. So it kind of it shows you why you know it goes back to the whole thing carrying that weight. Mm-hmm. is sometimes the easier thing to do.
1: Right. right. Because to
0: get free he has to really address some things with himself or maybe when even he's ready. with his mother and yeah. maybe even that thing to address is the fact that she may never acknowledge this. Let me move on. That's some tough-ass shit. That's some tough shit. first relationship we ever have that we ever from had. an attachment standpoint Absolutely. is our parents. We expect them to support us. We expect them to guard us. We expect them to protect us. His mom may doing that for him.
1: And listen, folks, when we go and give people advice, don't expect people just to jump and do what you say. Okay. It takes, like Patrick is saying, it. that's a process mm-hmm. to deal with things and to um, you know take things head on these five men it was a process for them to get on this plane agreed to do the show, get on this plane and actually get there and, to get and with, participate uh, yeah, huh? where some people really didn't like Eugene, which we're, we're going to talk about him in Ooh. a second <laughs> but <laughs> um, but yeah moving right along Ricardo um, uh. he uh, that young man fell out in that backyard.
0: So let me tell you, this is why sometimes I got to be careful with Iyanla, right? Because while she is a healer, I respect Iyanla for what she does. I love listening to her, right? Iyanla is not a licensed professional. Mm-hmm. She, may, she does have, like, we saw in this episode that she has therapists and stuff or counselors or whatever around her to kind of give her that kind of academic support. But I think it's, it might be a little damaging to spend a handful of hours with somebody and unpack some stuff to the point where they are literally breaking down, physically falling into mm. the ground, unable to get themselves together. In therapy, we don't do that on the first day, right? Mm. So, remind you, I've only been like a therapist for how many months now? But one right. of the first lessons I learned was we don't talk about sexual abuse in the first session. We don't talk about things that you have been struggling with and battling with from day, from the first time we met each other because the relationship is like you're meeting a stranger. Mm. We build up. We start off with some low stuff and then as the sessions go by we build to the high because I would never want to sit in an hour, un- unload some like deep shit you've been going through and then send you on your way. Okay, have a good one. And I think that's what Iyanla does a lot with like the pulse shooting. I was
1: about, about to thing, say, like, we're used to seeing this. Yeah. Like this is kind of her thing.
0: How do these people cope or I hate using the word hope, but that's the word we're going to use. How do these people cope and deal with their situations after the fact? After you've really brought these, like chains they've been battling. Right. Because right?
1: this happens over like what a one or two day. Yeah. Like it really doesn't go on that. And long. there really
0: is no follow up because let our sources tell it with that pulse shooting one. I happen to know a person who was in Orlando at that time at that establishment during the Pulse shooting mm-hmm. and she posted a Facebook post that you know said "He's I'm like checking on us mm. what if somebody wow. had suicidal ideation due to that experience and to know that there was no follow-up
1: right
0: no crisis resource
1: sometimes things get a little dramatic on this show mm. and, and, and I always just much. reflect I back get to that, that it's a show. Like, she's also concerned with with ratings and marketing and all that other stuff. So I agree with you. I thought it was a bit much for that to kind of happen within the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but on the flip side, um, hopefully that was something ultimately um, that would be healthy for him to start on this journey of him kind of opening it up. When he did come back in, um, you can see that he had... Calm his body had calmed down, and you know, you know, maybe that was something that he he needed to release. I mean, hell, it's a lot. It's a lot that we all need to release. But like our brother P Ryan is saying, there's a time and a place, and just make sure to do it in a healthy space.
0: Eric, did you go to like a um, politician school?
1: Your brother P Ryan? Your brother P Ryan? (laughs) Yes. Yo, look at I put that's my mother and my brother on the right side and then i put ricardo's baby picture that they showed on the show on the left side i freaked out when they showed ricardo's baby picture because he looked like my little brother
0: first things first your mother is fine
1: hey, second Dolores. thing second the <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Uh, your brother got a swim okay isn't that like That's a some crazy shit? um ricardo you my brother hey
0: ricardo um <laughs>
1: Let's go to Eugene next. How would oh you feel goodness. about Eugene?
0: Let me tell you something. See, this is why I talked about why I'm military like, man. This is why I, talk, I talked about how I'm nervous about Ianla, but this is why I love Ianla. because she'll get in that ass and she'll go to toe to toe with you. Ianla had me cackling. <laughs> I literally paused the show and started dying when Eugene was just like, "I'm in the military. These are my family. These are my brothers and sisters." and you know, it really reminded me of Greek Life yeah. because <laughs> and he was like, no, they're not.
1: Right. If they my didn't mom didn't your
0: birth you, your daddy, right. you are not related.
1: Right. And she was like,
0: period. <laughs> she and I don't want to hear anything else about it. She low-key invalidated his entire <laughs> stance, but right. it was so... Funny, I All love of that y'all. poor
1: man probably went through to joke because you know,
0: and that's why he turned the fuck up he afterwards. Did. He turned
1: up because she and he. he, he and he even said it, he was like, he if you were my therapist, yeah.
0: I would never come back to you. And that's what I was saying from day one. Absolutely,
1: he he definitely addressed it and he and he let her know that. Listen, my military experience like that's it very burned. personal. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to me. Don't just turn up on my military experience like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. Put some respect. On my military experience, so.
0: But all that anger he was feeling, though.
1: But them eyes were about to pop. Let me tell
0: you, I was just like, "You gotta calm him down." He gonna, him. He, gonna, he gonna have a stroke."
1: He looked like that man in Beetlejuice. Remember Beetlejuice when they were in the waiting room, <laughs> and the things. man was sitting there with the eyes. Beetlejuice
0: is before my time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, I, I kind of do remember it. Yes, or the Eric. woman
1: that was the one. Um, did you used to watch Guinea's Book of Records? Oh my goodness, when the woman who will bug her eyes out.
0: He really came like that was a talent and a skill. She wasn't playing with us that day. She's not gonna like, she show you my they eyes. She was like put Look her at, in the at book. my eyes.
1: <laughs> they put her in the book. But you after know she did that.
0: Eugene was dealing with some stuff and he Heavy hasn't dealt stuff. At and all. that's where that anger was coming Absolutely. from, right? Absolutely. Not only was he violated as a child, but then to go into this space a second time, he even said from his mouth he felt stupid yeah but here what i want to do is affirm anybody any listener out there who's definitely or who's gone through a violation of any sort right it could be passive it could have been aggressive it could have been it could have wound up being physical it could have wound up being pre-physical even if it happens multiple times you're not stupid Mm -hmm. for not "Quote unquote," knowing better, or you're not stupid for not recognizing up. that that could have been a sign, right? right.
1: Why well, you ain't tell somebody? I, I honestly stupid. think yeah. it's
0: the reverse. You are super dope to even have the power to have been violated one time, and to so have right. the trust to let somebody into a point where they felt like they could even, you know, trick you. Because it's on, all on did you I
1: didn't even know
0: my own strength. Okay. Mm. I think that picture shows that the individual is strong enough. To, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, oh my gosh, how do I say this without you being violated is not your fault? Let's start from that. That's the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. The, The person who's a violator is not only a dickhead for doing that, but that person is also a deceiver. That person is also someone who saw vulnerability in you and decided to take advantage of that if you have already been violated once and you are able to be vulnerable again what i'm saying is that is a sign of strength that is not a sign of stupidity mm. i hope that's making sense
1: it does and what's what's that inner voice or that subconsciousness or what's what's that what's telling us that we don't have that cuz with eugene Going back to um, what you were saying earlier about safety, he was the one who said that his safety was destroyed mm-hmm. um, because of the sexual violence. Immediately when the episode opened, we could tell right away that he had a problem with human contact. He didn't yeah. even want to even hug auntie.
0: And so that's the thing too, because even though Iyanla said, can I hug you? Even before he could say... Yes, yes or no, she was just like, yeah. right, I'm going to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I'm just boundaries. a therapist
1: would make sure that, okay, I have to make sure this is a safe space. Not everyone. And I'm not going to invade. I'm going to ask you first, yeah. and I'm going to wait for your answer, and then I'll proceed.
0: A therapist who knows what they're doing. But my thing is, too, like, it goes back to what we said from the beginning. People don't have a clear idea of boundaries. You know what I mean? Even putting your hand out to shake someone's hand. Come on now. That may be a cultural norm of ours. But you don't know what a person's gone through. You don't know if shaking a hand is a trigger. We don't have clear conceptions of boundaries.
1: That's true. That's that's true. Myself included. Because mm-hmm. oh. I'll hug you real quick. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> no, but that's real. Like I think we all can fall to that, fall from grace. Mm-hmm. And, and, and do that. Eugene also said that it was um, his fault that had what happened to, that what, what happened to him was his fault, and I know that this is common mm-hmm. among victims of sexual violence. Terry Cruz kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, why he felt like he had to deal. Going back to what you said, you know, I, it's better to cope yeah. and deal with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tuck it away. And, and adapt so I can so I can move forward.
0: And I think because it's
1: so- I, maybe because I had a little pleasure, yeah. This was my fault. Like, how can I? I was so stupid to let this happen to me. No, Eugene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No young men and grown men out here. That's it's not your fault.
0: And I wonder why we are so quick to blame ourselves when these things happen.
1: We blame ourselves a lot. We are our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Marianne Williamson, "A Return to Love." Um, she talks about if y'all how If this book by now. Right, you know the whole book by now.
0: If you We're on episode don't read 23. The book right now, <laughs> what? You will never 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 read it. <laughs>
1: she talks about how we always we are quick to t- talk about how people are just so shitty to us and how the world just treats us so bad mm-hmm. when we treat ourselves the worst the worst we, are, we really do beat ourselves down to the ground and treat ourselves the worst. And that's where it starts.
0: But how do we get to a place of not blaming ourselves mm. for the things that happen to us, right? How do we get to a point where it's just like, oh yeah, this person violated my trust, my safety, what have you. But it's not my fault because... Or it's not my fault for being there first, right? Or it's not my fault for curating a relationship with this individual. Or it's not my fault for not recognizing the power dynamic. Or it's not my fault for listening for not listening to people around mm-hmm. me. Like, how do we get to that place? Because it's easy to jump into it.
1: It is. It's easy, it's easy to tell someone, oh, just do the work. But the work looks what different work? for yeah. everybody. Yeah. And the work isn't necessarily going and talking to somebody. Like the work can be something completely different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and, and, and that's a process in and of itself. You know, just finding out, okay, first you gotta acknowledge what it is. And secondly, you, you have to say, okay, what 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 tools do I have to do the work? Because what you know, Eric did or what or what Patrick did on Hung Up Pie may not work for me. I have to figure out what tools do I have at my disposal so that way I can do the work? Mm. So Corey wasn't that your babe?
0: Listen, don't put my business out here. He Corey was a daddy was though. So fine. I need y'all to watch the episode of Eon. Corey was. Corey he was is the dad. Handsome... He is the oldest one. He. Was when he when was... you see Corey, you see my type.
1: <laughs> okay? Corey seemed very mature. He seemed more than the other guys in a way. I thought that he was. Um, that he had already thought his experience through a little bit mm-hmm. he just needed help on how to direct his journey to healing but I think that he was open to 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 listen and to receive and he didn't give a lot of pushback
0: Yeah, I want to watch this first episode with you because I also feel like there were points in the conversation where Corey was laughing but I'm going to leave that be <laughs> 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 Corey was having himself a good old chuckle in that corner Okay, was he? he was <laughs> he I was
1: said. shout out to Corey he looks so good You 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 are handsome guy.
0: And he just was so aware. That's what I mean. Because remember Ayama was just like, Are you gay? He was like, Yeah. Yeah. Say Corey. Hey.
1: Speaking of that, unlike Ricardo who was very (gasps) gave a lot of pushback. What say you?
0: Every question. Ricardo jumped over the bush. He ran through the woods. He went for a swim. He did everything to duck and dodge. Mm. Are you gay? Are you gay? I don't like a label. Which is fine. We -hmm. should have a conversation about labels. Mm -hmm. Or, are you gay? I don't like to identify as gay. Yama had to get to a point where she's like, what do you present as? Right. Let's be clear with each other. Because here's my thing too with a lot of um, family, shall I say? Mm -hmm. A lot of us. And it's fine to not identify with a label. But I think we have a desire to cling so much to The hetero life, that we fall into situations like Corey, or not Corey, like Ricardo fell into with Mm Ian. It's a straightforward question. That's what she said. He could have just been like, I fucks with men, but gay is not really the label that I adhere to. But he was even like, I feel like the way he was communicating wasn't even acknowledging the fact that he has the same gender loving attraction.
1: I don't think he was clear about where he was and going back to his you know, the scene out in the, the backyard, him falling out like that it was certainly the trauma that he experienced, Listen, but I think it was a, a lot burden. of other things He too. had a burden. He, he had he many burdens. Down. He yeah. broke, oh my god. And like it was I was like, funny. my she, eyes were watering up. She called like, it before real. he
0: even went out there and broke down though because she was just talking about a general experience. And his entire lower body was like this. Y'all can't see me. It was shaking. <laughs> shaking. Shaking like a leaf. Yeah. And after he let all that go through, just like screaming and crying and physically breaking down, you saw he was calm when he came back and sat down.
1: Mm-hmm. He sure was. And last but not least, Dennis, um, I liked him too. Um, he I seemed like Dennis. a really nice guy. He had an accent that I could not pick up.
0: He's an Islander. All right, that's Shout what I thought. Shout out to I the West Indies, <laughs> hey!
1: Shout out to Dennis. Um, he told his story. He said he was molested by his neighbor at the age of five, and you know, also with him, while he was retelling his story and reliving his story, you could really feel his trauma. He
0: said he and his taste.
1: physical. Yeah. Reaction to it. He closed his eyes the entire time and he kept his head down. Mm-hmm. I really felt for Dennis too. He
0: said he could taste his perpetrator oh, on him. God. Like that, oh. when I tell you my entire body just died. Mm. My entire body. Like,
1: wow. Oh. That was the. Can you
0: imagine, imagine the imprint, yeah, the, right? Because like so many of us.
1: Memory, yes. Yeah.
0: So many of us like to say that the interactions we have on any intimate level. I'm not even talking about physical intimacy, but on any level of intimacy, it doesn't count unless you did this, or it doesn't count if you did that, or you can separate this from that. I understand that Dennis's experience was traumatizing, but it's an example of you leave an imprint with anyone that you get intimate with. Mm. Not just physically, any form of intimacy. Mm. There is an imprint left. Wow. Think about it. Go through this week. No, I've Think I've, of the people that you've been intimate with. No, I smell a smell that reminds you of that person,
1: right? But you know, we've we've had this conversation as far as like our approach to you know being single and how we deal with sex, right? And we realize that having meaningless sex is just
0: But I not like to say that in my we, ministry right now and
1: yeah. Um, I I recognize the fact that that is a transfer of energy,
0: and, and I dare to say it's never meaningless, right? Which is why there is an imprint on any level of intimacy. Right. Well, oh, yeah. Let me leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Dennis tore me up. I can't wait to see his journey.
1: Yeah. Real quick, shout out to. Auntie Ayala, I should have said this in the beginning. She looked good. That coat. Let that me she tell you about wearing,
0: that coat. That purple coat.
1: That purple coat. Ayala looks great. Like you look great, Mama. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Her hair was laid. Her face was beat. And she was here giving people look at <laughs> look She's at Dennis in the background kneed. wearing that um, Burberry scarf. Yeah. So Dennis everybody was. Um, you know what Dennis said? I'm going to come
0: on this show and I'm going to give you the fashions, okay? Yeah. Dennis gave a look in every little segment. As a a Yamla is a little knock needed and I'm only saying that because you know oh, I, see,
1: I only I noticed that as now. I see her,
0: I see myself. Okay? <laughs> it's okay, Yanla. We're here. Maybe I'm gonna be a healer too. Patrick von Dant. I just
1: noticed is- that when you pointed out I hate you. Yeah. So Auntie Ayala set them down um, in the beginning of the episode and told them that they were participating in their own demise when they don't choose to walk in their truth. Mm-hmm. So she gave them each a goal to accomplish, um, to help them walk through their pain to become whole. The first goal was vulnerability.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Vulnerability. Um, I, it, it, it's difficult being vulnerable in general, <laughs> out here dating, um, and just you know socializing and getting to know folks. But why? How about when someone's been sexually violated, and you have to learn to be vulnerable again?
0: Why is it difficult?
1: Um, we talk about it a lot, fuck niggas. Um, it's just a lot to navigate when you're single. And you, you're choosing to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talked about the number of frogs you have to kiss before you actually get to your prince. Mm-hmm. We have talked about timing, and that timing is critical. You could be walking down the street and, and and walk past someone, and there be a physical attraction, but nothing will happen from that point if we are not in the same space to where we can accept each other. Energy, we can we can be in each other's space. Timing has to be right. Um, we've also talked about how there are so many not well not many fish in this small ass pond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's a lot of things to to navigate. So when you've been vulnerable, maybe several times, and you know, just speaking from personal experience, I was in a long term relationship for six years, and then after that. I dated someone for about seven or eight months, and since then I've been single. Um, I don't have a problem with being vulnerable, but I acknowledge my experience and I've learned to just respect Eric a little bit more. As I get older, I learn a little bit more about myself, and I'm a little more... um, I'm just a little more woke when it comes to me being vulnerable, who I can be around and be vulnerable. That's not just with dating. Mm-hmm. That's at work. That's in social circles. That's anywhere. Like I have a little bit more discernment because I'm a little bit older and I, you know, leaning on my experience and leaning on on God, um that's just not something that I'm willing to be an open book with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, going to my question, I think that that has to be especially hard for you know, victims of sexual violence or just anyone who has experienced some type of trauma in their life.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. I don't want to veer too far off because mm-hmm. I definitely hear what you say. I looked at the definition of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it's being capable of or susceptible to being wounded or hurt as by a weapon open to moral attack, criticism, temptation, et cetera. Basically, opening yourself up to potentially being hurt mm-hmm. is being vulnerable. Right. This is just me processing me being by myself over the weekend. Again, it could change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us look at vulnerability as being open to hurt, but being open to hurt only to people who will never hurt, hurt us, or who, we ha- or who we perceive will never hurt us, right? I Wait, think say that again? Vulner we, a lot of us perceive vulnerability as being open to hurt with people who we can bet will never hurt us. Okay. Right? So it's like I'm taking a risk, but it's a fake risk because I feel like you'll never hurt me, right? So that's why we avoid the fuck niggas. That's why we close <coughs> ourselves off to different people. That's why we 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 put up these guards and we put up these filters, right? Mm. But true vulnerability and I feel like true strength in this moment, in this moment, prefacing <laughs> that for those listening, might be being open to it all. Going through the highs and lows, right? And trusting that it'll work out for the best. Just wanted to put that tidbit in there, going back to what you said. Yes, I'm sure it's very hard to be open to attack or to be vulnerable if you've gone through a sexual assault because you've had that attack forced upon you before you could even have a chance to build trust Mm. and open yourself up to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, all right, so the second goal was tranquility.
0: Tranquil!
1: What say you? What's they mean? <laughs> what are you asking? Let's, um, since, since we are defining our terms, let's, let's make sure we are um, doing the work and uh, giving the people what they deserve. So the definition of tranquility is the quality or, or state of being tranquil, which is calm, basically. The quality of state of being tranquil and, qual- and, and, and calm. I, I will say this I One of the things that Especially over the past year One of the things that I've been praying for Is peace
0: mm. You better um, watch what you pray for
1: Okay, go on
0: Because And I heard this, right And I, I'm a witness to it And I'm going through it When we pray for virtues like peace We pray for things like Faith, Lord, increase my faith. Hmm. Or we pray for things like, Lord, guard my tongue. Help me to have more wisdom. Help me to be more temperate, right? No. God ain't gonna switch a light bulb or switch a switch and next thing you know, we have peace that passes all understanding or we have all the joy in the world or we have all the understanding, we have all the wisdom, we have all the temperance. You know what he's gonna give us? The tests. If he sees it fit, he will give us the tests to build those things. So, you pray for peace. Get ready for your whole world to be shook by people who work your entire nerve, because that's but how that's you gain reality, the
1: peace. that's a reality, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a reality that you really can't ignore. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna push back on that because I think that depending on what your experience is in life, and really, I can only speak for Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's you know a kind of a narrow way to look at it because peace for somebody can mean different things. Mm-hmm. Um, peace for me, the reason why I pay for peace is because my life was, and I don't have to go too deep into it and I don't have to justify, right? And that's not what I'm trying to do. But why I pray for peace mm-hmm. um, is because that's something that I felt like I needed in my life. I felt you know, at that time um, that was important for me to To really meditate on and, and to find ways to find peace in my life because, mm-hmm. you know, for a while, things were crazy.
0: So are you p- praying for...
1: But that's not the only thing you pray for. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like not, being, not having a tunnel vision on peace. Um, you know, I pray for faith. No, you have to have faith. And I think you, you gain faith through experience mm-hmm. and you gain faith through through going through something and that you can actually speak on something, um, not from um, being a spectator, but to say that, you know, this is something that I have lived and I have gone through. Um, I think that there is a power in that. Mm -hmm. And... um,
0: So are you praying for a peaceful situation? Or are you praying praying for a state of
1: peace? That's unrealistic. No one's... As a gay black man, my life has never been peaches. I would never pray for um, I would never pray for things to be perfect because I know that's not that's Well, I'm not, not, not saying perfection. I'm
0: saying are you praying for a peaceful situation? Right?
1: Depending on the time, whatever the situation was mm. or is, you may you may want peace if you feel like it's a lot of noise or if you feel like there's a lot of static or mm. there's a lot of outside influence and you're trying to Really hone in on God's voice, or you know whatever it is that He's trying to lead you to. Mm. I think, um, you know, peace is being in the middle of the storm, but knowing that you're okay.
0: Mm.
1: Peace is, you know, not being rocked and moved by the things that are that have hap- that have happened, but are you know like you're saying that are bound to happen. Mm. Um, we kind of talked about the rock or something. We brought up a scripture on the last episode. You did. About, yeah, from the book. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Um,
1: I can't remember the scripture, but you said you remember the scripture. Do you remember which Building one? your house on, on a rock,
0: a strong foundation. On a strong not, foundation. Not on the sand, yeah. Right, right. But I'm asking again. So are you saying that you're when you pray for peace, it's more of a, a state of peace? Or are you praying for your situations to be peaceful, Right.
1: It could be either or. Why does it have to be one thing?
0: I because could be then it brings context to the, what you're saying.
1: Well, the context is my last four minutes of what I've been saying. Yeah, and so I didn't understand. If I'm so at work and I'm
0: stressed, yeah. I could, at that moment, you ask want God peace. to give me peace in it's that Like personal moment. peace.
1: Or, like I said, experience, past experiences that have been, you know, really tough for me mm-hmm. that I felt like... I needed peace, I needed understanding. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear God's voice. I, don't, I think our definitions are different and that's why I, I'm, I'm saying that it's not just one thing. And I'm sure yeah. the people who are listening, um, peace is not just one thing for one, for, you know Absolutely what I Absolutely mean? not, I it's, just try to understand. Well, I, I hope I expounded, enough. I think I talked enough. Let's <laughs> move on to the next, okay. <laughs> which was freedom. Mm-hmm. She gave them freedom as a goal to accomplish.
0: What say you? I didn't understand. Freedom from what? That was my question during the the show. What are you being free from? And I think Mm -hmm. all five men have like different things that they want to be free from.
1: Like peace can be different for everybody.
0: Eric, you're really stuck on this. (laughs) I'm really stuck
1: on it. Yeah, Am, have I mentioned it a lot? You
0: keep saying yes. Oh, I thought he, I moved past it. And no, I because you brought it up like, that yeah. one time.
1: That one time. Okay, Eric. But I'm stuck on okay. it a lot.
0: Eric, you seem really <laughs> upset. I'm just not understanding. I'm not. Are you sure? I don't know. Okay.
1: When you give pushback, just understand that the response may not necessarily be your interpretation of what it should be.
0: Honestly, the response
1: is just going to be what that person's experience is. Yeah. When you push back, don't keep pushing. Yeah. You have to, when you ask someone a question, let them live in whatever moment they're in. Somebody, you might be at point C with
0: something. Mm-hmm. They may not be there just yet. I'm not saying that you're at a point. The only reason why I continued to ask was because I was really trying to Because you understand. asked a lot. You did. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> trying to understand. And. My understanding just wasn't there. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't understand.
1: So with freedom, um, Eugene said it was something worth fighting for. And Ayala said, how about you don't fight for it? It's given to you by grace. And I thought that was a word um we are you know like i said you know we're, we're built tough we have e- we have evolved to endure turmoil catastrophe devastation hard times poverty all of that even though we have been programmed that way it doesn't speak to what reality has to be don't get me wrong we are certainly up against a lot unlike most but i think there's power power in acknowledging the God in you and that we can be free of the things we allow to hold us down and hold us back. The new normal does not have to be pain and suffering. And that's what I got from that.
0: Yeah. The next thing she gave him was vision. What say you? I want to remember what the person said when they said vision.
1: I can't even remember who had vision. Um...
0: Oh, yeah, because she gave each of these virtues to, like, one individual. Right.
1: And, the, and I think she gave it to him in the beginning. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure who she gave it to. I'll, go ahead. How do you feel about vision? Like, when you, well, in, vision your journey, is, in your journey. It's all around the
0: context of, I guess, of, I guess, excuse me, I guess, sexual assault with these five men, right? So was she asking like what was their vision like what what where do they see themselves being so these were all this?
1: goals that, that she wanted them to accomplish mm-hmm. um, to become whole that's what she said that's how she put it she said these are these are all these are all goals that will help you become whole and and walk you through your pain mm-hmm. and so having a vision i mean for me i, I feel like that's half the bat- battle because I think your your vision will inform your execution in a way, um, but I mean I, th- I think it is important. I guess you can say to be able to, I mean I guess you depending on how you define vision, be able to see the possibilities in or out of a situation, be able to see your dreams and goals already accomplished um, that you want to accomplish, to be able to see yourself winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just have a simple way of thinking of vision that way. It works. Auntie Ayala said something else that got me together on this episode. Uh, When she was addressing Eugene, she told him that the beauty of the healing process is that you learn how to ask for what you need and what you want. She went on to say that not being definitive or, for example, not being direct with someone about your needs or wants, likes or dislikes, leaves room for us to feel victimized and to really just reinforce those you know, bad feelings that we already had about a particular situation. How many times did we have the opportunity to speak up and say something and didn't and felt like shit later? How many times have we not used our voice either because we thought we didn't have one or because we were afraid to step out on faith? Mm. P. Ryan, I wanted to ask you, for, for those of us who are struggling with finding our voice, um... How do you do that? And then once you find your voice, how do you reaffirm yourself?
0: Well, I don't know how you find your voice, right? Because we even talked about Terry Crews. Like, we're sure it took a long time for him to even find his voice to pull out this story. I think for all of us in various situations, regardless of whether it's, excuse me, sexual assault or what have you, it takes us a while to get comfortable talking about different situations. Right? So I'm not sure how you find your voice, but I think once you do it becomes a very powerful thing and a powerful thing. And how do you use it to affirm yourself? I don't know. I think by sharing your story you in a way affirm others to share their stories and it kind of creates a cycle of affirmation. Yeah. I just like saying affirm. <laughs>
1: I think once you find your voice, like you said, however, you know you do that, um, you read, you affirm yourself by using it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that could be vocally, that could be, you know, writing. Um, it can be through music. Um, you you write music, and you know what? You, I you, I'm sure you know. You can speak on that. <laughs> um, there's all types of ways you can affirm yourself. Um, your friends don't affirm you. You know, you. I think you have to be an individual and not live through or by your friends. Does that mm-hmm. make sense?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Auntie mentioned the two hundred men episode that aired back in November two thousand and ten on Oprah. It was one of those landmark um, and memorable conversations um, on the Oprah show. You guys should Google it; it'll come right up because you really see these strong, powerful images of two hundred men, black and white, gay and straight. Standing together with their childhood photo um, was not only powerful, but I think it also attempted to shift a thought or idea that men aren't or can't be victims of sexual violence. So I thought that was cool. Uh, During that interview, Oprah interviewed Tyler Perry. And he spoke about his own experience at the age of five and being sexually violated by his neighbor. The producer of that Oprah show, his name is Ray Dotch, he actually showed up on Auntie's set to help these five men find their voice by sharing his own story. So again, going back to using your voice to empower people, and that's where it starts. He said something that really resonated with me. He said, when you go there, meaning to that place, um, and you stay there, and he put emphasis on the stay, Mm -hmm. to do the work, you don't have to go back. I think we often revisit or relive our worst nightmares and tragedies because we don't do the work to heal the sadness. And the tragedy is no longer something that just happened to us. It it becomes a part of who we are. And I think, um, and just wrapping this conversation up, you know, I think um, that was one of the things that Auntie was trying to uh, relate to the men is that, yes, this happened to you, but it doesn't have to be a part of you and a part of your, you know, I was gonna say story, but I mean, I guess it is a part of your story, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to inform that, okay, this is who I am. I am not this tragedy. This tragedy happened to me, though. And I can use my voice, and I can tell the story to empower other people. So for the men listening, we have some resources. Um, P. Ryan,
0: did you want to? Sure. So you have... 800, which is 800-656-HOPE for anyone impacted by sexual violence. Then you have 800 for a child. That's 800-422-2253, and that's for children. So these are all resources for anyone who is going through a form of sexual assault and needs to report it. There's also 800-the-lost. That's 800 843 five six seven eight to report child pornography slash trafficking and then there's also a website https um colon slash slash www dot org it's a great resource for statistics and resources very cool thank you p ryan you're welcome
1: you want to get into the hung pop? i do what you got for us?
0: It was a very slow news week, but not for Nene Leakes. <laughs> so at the top of the week, uh, Nene Leakes, who is now a comedian <laughs> rather than a housewife, decided to do one of her comedy shows, and she got a heckler. So um, in response to the heckler, she said, I hope your Uber driver rapes your ass tonight. Mm. <laughs> You know, this is why you have to put your trust in God and not in man, because man will disappoint you all the time. I've been out here rooting for Nini since day one. And here she comes saying this. And like, I don't know how I feel about Nini is she's a very funny lady. I love her on Housewives. But I think she really does struggle with some sort of self-esteem issues, some sort of, like, mental illness, some sort of something, because she can throw out digs and one-liners all day long, but as soon as somebody makes her feel uncomfortable, she goes off the deep end. Case in point, when she told Claudia Jordan that her, like clit has left her body that didn't even make sense but you saw that she was grasping for straws to just attack and similarly
1: when you were my age you had edges
0: yeah because claudia could just do that effortlessly (laughs) so she felt a type of way and she just decided to attack similarly she's attacking this random heckler Well, Nini Leaks then decided to post like a live video where she's out here crying. Well, they don't see what was done to me; they just see what I do. And she's crying, and she's apologetic, and she regrets the words that she used. She said, "As a person who experienced sexual assault, she should have never done this." But I'm just like, where was this thought process in the moment, sis? Right? Well,
1: non-existent.
0: Every action has a what? Reaction. So Nene, Nene Leaks is currently dropped from the Escape tour. You know that Escape is going on tour with Monica and Tamar. They had brought Nene on to um, kind of be like an opening act, but she got cut. And let me tell you, first of all, I knew Candy wasn't going for it because after a whole season of Phaedra, you know, I don't do nothing about no drugs and rape. So Nene, or Escape said publicly, like many, we were dismayed by the recent remarks made by our talented colleague and friend Nini Leaks. As a result, we have decided to no longer proceed with her participation on our tour. It was an unfortunate incident for which Nini has since apologized and we wish her the best as she navigates this very difficult period. As strong supporters of all women, we know this decision is what is best. Our hearts go out to all female victims and we stand with you, exclamation mark. This tour is for and about our fans and we want people or we want to provide an entertaining and enjoyable experience for every single person who attends. As always, we are grateful for the love and support and we look forward to seeing all of you at the Great Escape Tour. So, that's it for Nini. She's getting canceled left right and center. Mm-hmm. I hope she doesn't get canceled off the show.
1: And that's okay. where those tears coming from.
0: Mhm. Cuz you know her checks got
1: Hit. Because if if that had not happened, she would have been, I said what I said okay, but and wouldn't have given a fuck. What she
0: shed was <laughs> some, some bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> and guess who's also following up with that ass? Kim Zolciak. Because now, what? Kim Zolciak got her a good old lawyer and she's threatening to sue Nini for multi-million dollars oh, for, that, for calling oh. her and her family Racist. She said that, first of all, Brielle didn't post the video of the roaches. Nene posted it, right? And then came at Brielle. So there seems to be a case there in which Nene's claims of Kim and her family being racist is eligible for a lawsuit for millions of dollars. That seems kind of fishy to me, but you never know. We'll see how the story updates. And I got all of my news from Love B. Scott. Thank you. Listen to this podcast. It's everything.
1: (laughs) And I just had a few... um... Shout outs, Viola Davis and her husband Julius are, um, I believe producing and writing a new shoot, a new, bleh, a new show that'll be, um, airing on ABC called Black Don't Crack, mm. um, about three, uh, sorority sisters, black sorority sisters who are reunited, um, I believe reunited during college or maybe after college, I'm not sure. Um, so that'll be coming out, check that out on ABC, um, our girl, Tiana, Tiana Taylor, uh, she's in the news. Um, she <laughs> is not going to be in the studio in case if you were wondering, because you oh, know, no. I've been wondering that too. She's actually going to be on Hit the Floor, um, season four of Hit the Floor, um, mm. so she'll be uh, doing that soon. So I just wanted to give those two shout outs.
0: Cool. At first I thought you were going to say Viola Davis and her husband are expecting, and I got really excited, and I was about to be like, miracles truly do happen. They're everything. Uh, I mean, hey, this is another birthing, so shout out to them. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. So, is it that time? Oh, no, it's time for the hung music. What do you have for us?
1: I got a little bit. Um, shout out to Asante over there at the Friend Zone podcast. What's up, Asante? I checked out your playlist on Spotify. Um, I believe it's called Sweet, yeah, Sweet September. And it's a nice groove. Very relaxing. Um, had me at, I was home. Had my candles lit all around my apartment, had my oil diffuser on, had my my lights turned down. I was really, and I was home by myself with my glass of wine, really feeling myself. Fine. Um so shout out to the sweet September playlist on Spotify. Um he had a little bit. Of Sabrina, my girl, Lil Uzi, Drake, Big Frida, and Pharrell on there, so it's an interesting little mix. You guys should definitely check it out.
0: Were you playing Sabrina earlier today?
1: No, Sabrina, Claudia. No, okay. no, I wasn't. I was actually playing the Sweet September playlist mm. um, earlier today. I like that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a groove. And as always, you guys, I haven't mentioned in a while um, my my playlist, I Dante, on Spotify. I've added quite a few tracks just over the past few days, a lot of stuff. Spotify is pretty cool with uh, making suggestions based on what you're listening to, and it's really opened me up to a whole lot of music, and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that. Um, so check out the Idante playlist on Spotify. You can find me on Spotify um, by just looking me up. Search Eric Cole, and you'll find me. So what's up, you Ryan? You, you hanging up or hung up this week?
0: Mm. I'm eating a watermelon. Oh, my bad. Um, <laughs> I did not even see you two. I'm just saying. This watermelon's good, y'all. I had to soaking in this white wine. <laughs> so, I guess I'm hanging up on just, like, negativity um, this week, or just negative people in general. So, as I mentioned for the past couple of weeks, I've been just, like, striving to just make some things happen, to, like, a, check some goals off of my checklist But I think throughout that, I've had conversations with some people. Some have been super positive, but others have been like, just really down and really just, you know, not optimistic and I don't know, not reassuring of the fact that because we have 24 hours in the day, because we eat and breathe and we're still alive, there are things that we can manifest, there are passions that we can achieve. And I don't know, as I just get older with each and every day, I'm just like, I don't have time for that negative thinking because what'll happen is when you buy into that negative thought process, you'll just stay in that and you won't achieve anything. So why why would I be, in, uh, be about that? And I think some people aren't really intentionally negative. I think sometimes they're passively negative and like, I don't know. You just gotta remove yourself from that slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. And live and thrive. Live in the positive. It's cute. It may be rough. Sometimes... You don't feel like being positive at all, but yeah. you got to force yourself to be. Yeah. yeah.
1: I am hung up on our girl Nina Simone. She's everything. Uh, she's finally nominated for a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Finally? Like she's how finally, long has she been dead?
1: She's never been even nominated, fuck wow. being placed in the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's never even been nominated. So shout out to her. Um, along with her, and I don't want to take away from her, um, the 2018 class nominees, um, along with her Bon Jovi, I see LL Cool J. Um, who else do I see? I see Rage Against the Machine, Rufus mm-hmm. featuring Shaka Khan. Um, yes. Yeah, so- Tell me something good. And our girl, Nina. So shout out to her. Uh, Nina, there's actually a really good uh, documentary on her. Many of you may have already- uh, watched it or heard of it? What happened? Uh, Miss Simone came out in 2015, and um, it's great. And I think it's still on Netflix. So you guys, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It really dives into who she was—the singer, the civil rights movement leader, the activist, the pianist, the songwriter—and um, you really you 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 find out what happened to her, really, <laughs> um, because she did just kind of like disappear. Um, for a while So yeah Check that out And check out my playlist Idante is popping
0: Nice Check out my playlist too Which your playlist? Just kidding I don't have one <laughs> <laughs> But yeah guys That was another episode Of the H-U-P Hung Up Podcast As always I am P. Ryan You can find me On tw- the Twitter And Instagram At I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N
1: And I'm Eric You can find me On Instagram and Twitter At e Cole
0: Cool. You can find us both on the IG and the Twitter chickens and on Facebook at Hung Up Pod. So Hung Up Pod H-U-N G U P P O D on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash hung up pod.
1: Yes, sir. And you can also email us at hunguppod at gmail.com.
0: And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> give us a five stars and give us a comment. We keep it spicy for you. We try. Um, yeah. We it's love long. you guys. Yeah, love ya.
1: Peace. Hey.